Water officials taken hostage in a drought-stricken country. That and other stories on H2O Radio's weekly news report about water. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. As the inauguration of Donald Trump looms in about six weeks, negotiators between the U.S. and Mexico are trying to arrive at a water-sharing agreement about the Colorado River. The U.S. is obligated by treaty to send one and a half million acre-feet of water, nearly half a trillion gallons, across the border every year. But the provisions laying out the rules on what happens during a drought are vague and undefined. Water levels at Lake Mead are at their lowest levels since Hoover Dam was built in the 1930s. If the level drops more, users of Colorado River water fear that supplies could be cut, affecting 40 million people. As reported in Politico, without a new U.S.-Mexico agreement, it's unclear whether or how those new cuts could be shared across the border. The negotiators are rushing because they don't want to put off an agreement until after Trump is sworn in because of the racist comments he has made about Mexicans and because of the time it would take for a new team to get up to speed about Colorado River issues. Meanwhile, as negotiations were going on between Mexico and the U.S., water managers from three states and the federal government held an emergency conference call the day before Thanksgiving. According to the LA Times, they are trying to reach a similar agreement on reductions in draws from the Colorado. Many of the federal officials who've been working with California, Nevada, and Arizona are political appointees and will be replaced in the new administration. So the heat is on for users and providers to agree on cutbacks now. As Americans were cooking Thanksgiving meals, international scientists were preparing a new report. It concludes the Arctic is warming fast, which will have consequences elsewhere on the planet. You may think, hey, wait, didn't I hear this last week on H2O Radio? But sadly, this is not a rerun. The new study is by the Stockholm Environmental Institute and was released the day after Thanksgiving. This report warns about 19 tipping points that could be catastrophic. According to the scientists, some changes are tipping points because they're so substantial and often abrupt that they fundamentally alter how climate systems function. Among these tipping points in the Arctic are the growth in vegetation on tundra, which replaces reflective snow and ice with plants that are darker and trap more heat. Another tipping point, higher releases of methane, a potent greenhouse gas from the tundra and permafrost as it warms. The report also warns about shifts in snow distribution that warm the ocean, which can result in altering climate patterns as far away as Asia. President-elect Trump spent his Thanksgiving holiday at his Florida coastal resort, Mar-a-Lago. Although it's a luxurious location right on the ocean, the New York Times is reporting that potential real estate buyers are not bullish about owning property so close to the water. New buyers are asking questions about climate change and its effects on property. Those looking to buy in areas like Miami are wanting to know how far back a property is from the waterline. And how many feet above sea level it is. 
or if it's fortified against storm surges, and does it have emergency power in sump pumps? State officials in Massachusetts and New Jersey may force real estate agents to disclose a property's climate-related damage, such as previous flooding. The real estate market appears to be responding to climate change rationally, in contrast to Trump, who named a climate denier to head his EPA transition team. The lack of water for people in Bolivia is worsening. The supply is so limited that many people only have enough to drink, and they cannot bathe or wash clothes. Earlier this month, neighborhoods in the capital of La Paz had a rationing plan imposed. Residents had to go without water for 60 hours at a time before getting just 12 hours of access. Then last week, that was extended to periods of three days without water and just three hours to replenish supplies. The lack of water has led to social and political unrest. Large protests have erupted in the country's second largest city, El Alto, and last week residents took water supply officials hostage, demanding a solution to the crisis. Climate change is causing glaciers in the Bolivian Andes to melt at an alarming rate, according to a recent study. The situation poses serious risks to the millions of people who rely on the glaciers for drinking water, hydropower, and irrigation. And finally this week, as you may recall, last summer Canada had one of its worst wildfires in history near the town of Fort McMurray, Alberta. Thousands had to flee their homes and businesses with little more than the clothes on their backs. That included Spike Baker of the Wood Buffalo Brewing Company, who was making a pale ale at the time. Baker turned off the brew and fled the premises as ash rained down and flames licked the highways. Days after making it to safety, Baker remembered that he had left his last shipment of malt sitting outside the downtown brewery. When he finally did return, he found that luckily the building had survived, but it was thick with ash and filled with smoke. And the malt? He expected for sure it would have to be thrown out along with all the beer. But to his surprise, lab tests came back saying the malt was not only safe to consume, but it had been completely altered by the fire. It had absorbed the smoke to change its flavor. So, as the fire had changed Fort McMurray, so too, Baker thought, it should change what people drink. The brewery decided to make a one-of-a-kind whiskey with the malt. The result was 200 bottles called The Beast, the same name firefighters had given the massive inferno. Sales of the whiskey will raise funds for people affected by the fire. So as the expression goes, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade, or in this case, a smoky beverage to soften the blow of rebuilding a life after disaster. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association. Sustainable water management means more than just conservation. Learn about water efficiency and resilience at awwa.org slash sustainable.